1 Samuel 16, 7. God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Welcome to A Kind and Gentle Word. I'm Jordan, and something you might not know about me is that I'm a fitness instructor. (laughs) I laugh because this is so not the path I pictured for my career. I was not the athlete as a child or teenager. I played basketball, but I was always the shortest on the team, and I had no aggressive or competitive abilities whatsoever. I would literally hand the other team the ball. They just seemed to want it more. I was the one sitting in the bleachers, reading a book while my siblings conquered the courts. Now pretty much every day, I'm helping people to become more physically fit, healthier, stronger, and more comfortable in their bodies. And one of my favorite classes I teach is actually a little different than you might expect. It's called Center and Balance. It's a focus on stretching, balance of course, elongation of the body, and relaxation of the physical and mental mind. At first, I did not enjoy teaching this class. It was so slow and boring, and all the spa music made me a little crazy. And I taught this class five times a week for several months, and I was really starting to burn out on the whole idea of it. I felt like I was wasting my talents because I thought of myself as the energetic, fun teacher with all the jokes. My biggest joke in Center and Balance was, feel free to close your eyes. And if you fall asleep, that's okay. But I do have to keep talking the entire time. (laughs) Then I created my own playlist of slow songs and calming movie scores. And I actually began to long for the hour of center and balance when I could slow myself down and use my calm voice to help people relax in the room. I actually started to find what I call my center and balance voice, which is the voice I'm using right now. (laughs) I call it my midnight radio voice. I did not know I had this. And a secret I have actually kept for a while is that when I instruct my class to deep breathe, I am reciting scripture in my mind and praying over the room. I don't do this out loud because I'm not sure if everyone would be comfortable with it, but it's something I've done for nearly a year and the impact is unreal. I started to see that this wasn't just about stretching or relaxing muscles, but of relieving people of the constant stress of their lives. I had one woman even tell me that she was on day four of a panic attack and that no matter what she did, she couldn't decrease her heart rate to calm down enough to even go to sleep at night. And then she followed that up with telling me that her class was the only hour that she felt like she could breathe all week long. (laughs) That made me want to (laughs) cry. I couldn't believe that God was using this time to bring other people peace in a way I didn't even know was possible. Then one day, while I was doing my devotional, I was overcome with a message from the Lord that I really wanted to share. I sat down on my laptop and I just started writing. And then I recorded the words using my center and balance voice. And welcome to a kind and gentle word. (laughs) Today we're gonna talk about how God doesn't just give you a calling, he equips you with the skills, talents, and the gifts for the calling he has in mind for your life. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You may have heard the story of David and Goliath, but I think what most people don't think about is the slingshot and the five smooth stones. David was the son of a man named Jesse, 
who had seven sons. David was the youngest and the smallest, which meant when war came, his three oldest brothers went off to battle and he stayed home taking care of the sheep. This battle was between the people of God and another people called the Philistines. And one of them was a giant, a man named Goliath who was over nine feet tall. Every single day, he would step up to the front lines and declare that whoever fought him would win everything. The Philistines would be the slaves to the people of God. And he was so terrifying that this went on for 40 days because no one wanted to step up. And then David showed up with snacks. <laughs> That's right. He was literally snack mom because his father asked him to bring food for his brothers to eat and for the commanders of his brothers as well. David shows up and sees this guy yelling about everything, and he's like, um, isn't someone going to do something? And David's oldest brother, Eliab, makes a disgusted face and is like, um, why are you even here? Aren't you supposed to be like petting sheep or something? Such a sibling conversation. <laughs> and David is so cheeky that he literally decides to just go around asking other men why they're not fighting Goliath. No one wants to do it. Everyone is afraid, and it's been so long that now they don't even know how to handle it. David takes it upon himself to go to the actual king, Saul, and claims that he will be the one to fight. And of course, Saul is concerned because he's a small boy, and there's no way he could possibly fight a giant. 1 Samuel 17, 34-37 When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. When he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And then David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said, Well, all right then. David knew that God had prepared him for this fight with Goliath. He believed God had a plan for his life and that each day he spent protecting those sheep from predators, God was honing his skills and his strength. Goliath took one look at David and laughed, you come at me with sticks like I'm a dog. Goliath thought he was dealing with a shivering chihuahua, but unfortunately he was coming face to face with a Belgian Malinois. Now, if you've never heard of that dog breed, they are used by Navy SEALs as combat assault weapons. They're insane. Malinois have even been in direct assistance with taking down some of the worst criminals in the world. They have no fear, and they will rip your face off or love you completely. And that's David. <laughs> the amazing moment here is that Goliath makes the first move. He begins to step forward, and David doesn't hesitate. He races forward, puts a stone in the slingshot, shoots it, hits Goliath directly in the forehead. The stone actually sinks into Goliath's giant forehead and he falls face down on the ground. And then David runs over, stands over him, and he takes hold of Goliath's own sword to cut his head off. So <laughs> when the Philistines all the other guys who were not giants saw that their hero was dead. They turned and ran, as they should. God gave David the skills and experience for this exact battle. I'm sure that as a young boy guarding sheep each day and maybe some nights, he thought to himself, I am bigger than this. 
I want more. I'm worth more, God. I can do more. Give me more. And God was like, wait for my perfect timing. If you've ever read Psalms, then you've heard what it sounds like to be in the mind of David. He is credited with writing Psalms, and he's said to be the man after God's own heart. I can feel that from David in Psalms, especially. His bravery is fierce, and I believe that his bravery comes from his faith in God's plan for his life. Psalm 91, four through five. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. David had the heart of a warrior. He was meant for battle, but more than that, he had a heart for the Lord. David's story starts before Goliath even shows up, but God's not done with him just because the battle is over. Goliath is not the beginning of the story or the end of an amazing adventure. Instead, David's life takes some serious twists and turns along the way, but he always puts his trust in the Lord. Psalm 56, three through four. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose words I praise. In God, I trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I don't know what God has planned for your life, but I do know he has one. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. As the youngest of seven sons, I'm sure that David probably thought his future would be pretty boring. He would grow up to be a shepherd just like his father before him, and that warrior inside his heart would never be realized. But God gave him the heart of a warrior for a purpose. I feel like God gave me a heart of compassion that sometimes surprises even me with the capacity to love and care for others. The path I'm currently on with this podcast is very new, but it feels like the road that God has paved for me. David became the king of Israel, and then his lineage led to the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. And it all started in a field protecting sheep with a slingshot and five smooth stones. Now, I don't know what the slingshot is for your life, or to be more clear, I don't know what skills or talents God is honing inside of you for your life, but I do know that his plan is far better than any plan we could ever imagine for ourselves, even if it doesn't look that way from the start. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who might need an encouraging message today. You can also feel free to drop a prayer request in the comments below. Remember to be kind to others and gentle with yourself, for we are all works in progress. I hope you have a wonderful day.